Day 28, 40 days of joy. Five things to let go of now. You know, I say frequently to laugh, we need to let go of something. <laughs> you know, and so even though these things maybe aren't the normal kind of things that I mention concerning letting go of something, they are really good. I was rereading them and why? As we let go of these five things, our joy will naturally increase. If we keep holding on to these things, then our joy will decrease. I start the devotional off by the way farmers in India catch monkeys. <laughs> because the monkey won't let go, they're trapped. And we can laugh at that. We can say, stupid monkey. But then do the same thing in a little bit of a, a different type of situation. All right. Let's talk about the five things that are not worth holding on to. Number one is the need to always be right. The need to always be right. It's just not worth it at times to fight. It can be little things like in marriage. I know with Wendy and I, we'll have a different memory on something in the past. And ultimately, it really isn't that important. But I've noticed in me, my tendency to want to push what I believe to the detriment of the relationship. I don't need to always be right. And sometimes we can be totally right and, and be completely wrong because we're wrong in our attitude, we're wrong in our spirit, we're wrong in devaluing, because we're devaluing people. So the words in relationships, these words are powerful. I am so sorry. I was wrong. Please forgive me. Here's my plan so this kind of behavior doesn't continue in my life. Now, that certainly can apply way beyond what we're talking about, the need to always be right. But we let go of that, even today, even something that's going to come across today. I thank you, Lord. You're going to remind us to let go of that. Number two letting go of being isolated. Talk about Elijah in 1 Kings 19. He was, he was isolated and it created a warped sense of reality. What he believed was true was not true, even though it felt really true. Isolation from people is something that it doesn't help us. I mean, it's certainly there's times to be alone. There's times to recharge. There's Jesus did it. But living in isolation, not having friends, not doing things with other people, not going out to social things, not talking about what's going on in our lives with somebody is really a recipe for depression and a lack of joy. Number three, 
is the need to keep things the way they are. The need to keep things the way they are. Often the greatest persecutor of the new move of God is those who are impacted by the previous move of God. So keeping things the way they were, keeping all the relationships in our life the way they were, not allowing things to change, not allowing other people's priorities to change. And I'm not talking just about marriage and things like that, but I'm talking about just a heart or a fixation on preserving what is. And certainly there's things to preserve. There's, there's beliefs to preserve. There's good lifestyles to preserve. But a lot of trying to keep things the way they are blocks us from seeing the new things, the new things that are before us, the new seasons of our lives. The sons of Issachar in the Old Testament understood the times and seasons and knew what Israel should do. They understood what was going on in a particular season, what was being emphasized, and they moved on. Paul said in Philippians 3.13, one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead. Joy increases as we're willing to move forward to those things. Number four, we let go of wrong definitions of success. That's, that's a powerful thing. And at a grand, I have a grandson, Caden, when he was about three, he was in a park and he was slow. We needed to go. His parents, his sister were up by the cars. Wendy, my wife was up there and I and Caden were kind of taking up the rear and Caden was behind me. So I said, Hey, Caden, let's race. I was trying to motivate him. He didn't move at all. I said, Caden, I'm winning. He didn't move at all and just said, I'm winning too. (laughs) He said, I'm winning too. I thought, wow. Caden is in last place, and he thinks he's a winner. Well, he thought he was a winner because he wasn't in the same race as his grandpa was. He was in the race three-year-olds are of looking at rocks, leaves, birds, having fun. Some of us think we're losers because we don't know what race we're in. And when we only have a definition of success based on the worldly standards, we're not going to be joyful. God's method of making great leaders and influencers is to cause us to become successful on the inside when we don't look successful on the outside. And then number five, we let go of preconceived ideas of what God is going to do. I was just listening last night in my audio Bible to 2 Kings 5 and Naaman, who came from another country to get healed ended up with Elisha, and he thought Elisha was going to do something like wave his hand or whatever, and Elisha says, go dip in the river seven times, River Jordan. And he was angry because he had a preconceived idea of what was going to happen. We let go as we let go of preconceived ideas of who God's going to use, how it's going to look. It steps us up for great joy. Wow. 
so good. Five things to let go of now. The need to always be right, being isolated, the need to keep things the way they are, wrong definitions of success, and preconceived ideas of what God is going to do. Tomorrow, day 29, we're going to get into I have to versus I get to.